Let's get sweaty. Hello and welcome back to the Shemu Dojo Show. I am, of course, knackered from shipping out all of those Shemu World issue two magazines, but we're finally at a point where I can pretty much put that chapter behind me now and focus onwards and upwards back into more Shemu content. I'm joined as ever by the man that has been doing an extremely successful job of pumping out said content whilst I've been busy with the magazine. That man, of course, is Matthew Oliver. How's it going, Matt? Good man, how are you on this very, very, very hot day? It is a very hot day, actually. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I've got a little bit of heat stroke from today. I've had, had to get a bit of a lie down and some tablets and a drink. And my wife says just drink more water and stuff like that. But I do take like two little bottle with me to work, full of squash and oh, bloody you know, hell. But she says, "Well, I've another two liters when you get home." I don't know. <laughs> It's a lot of water, I suppose. It's just a lot of water, yeah. and, and it is very, very hot. You'd be surprised how much water you lose, actually. Yeah, well, she was saying, like, you you drink two litres daily anyway, so, you know, it's hot day, you're sweating. Mm. You probably do need a bit more, so could be, could be. I do tend to, like, have these weird little headachey things when I get home after a really hot day like this, and uh, the rest of the week is going to be pretty toasty, by the looks yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so in case you haven't been following us over on YouTube, Matt's been, you've been busy with the content, man. You've been providing many news updates, unboxings, interviews to tide us all over over the last few months. And they've actually been a godsend for myself too, keeping up with some of the rumours, ongoings and happenings in the world of Shenmue. So today we want to try and do just that. We want to try and get everyone back up to speed where we're currently at whilst also discussing some of these latest bits of news. So typically, you know, we'd have like a news section at the start of the show, featured discussion after. But today, because the discussion is very much closely linked with the recent bits of news, we're going to go through each topic instead and have a little bit of a chat about them. Quality. So first up, Matt, let's start with a bit of a positive. So Shemo the Animation soundtracks finally been released. You can purchase these soundtracks either physically, digitally, or you can even stream the whole thing over on your platform of choice, such as Spotify or Apple Music, etc. And throughout the show today, we're going to be playing some of our favourite tracks from this release. So how have you been enjoying spinning the soundtrack, Matt? Do you know what? I'm thoroughly impressed with it. <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a bit of a croaky voice from a minute of football match on Saturday still. Um, <laughs> You've still got that, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, unfortunately, it's, been, it's going away. But yeah, no, the soundtrack is is honestly um, it is so impressive. Um 33 tracks of absolute gold from start to finish. I've I've been lucky to listen to through it about two or three times or messing about doing some bits for the YouTube as well. So I've had it on quite a lot. And actually, I don't, I don't know what you think about this, but some of the music I think could fit in a Shenmue game if they either remade one and two or, or in a future game, they could use some of that music because I think some of it fits really, really well to the games. I think they've done a stellar stellar job with it some cracking tracks on there and the rendition of like some of our old favorites um but reimagined is absolutely phenomenal it's really really good yeah i agree i know what you mean there's like quite a a diverse selection of songs actually on the soundtrack you know you've got um more upbeat tempo ones you've got 
uh, like you say, stuff that wouldn't sound strange on, on a Shemu game or title or whatever. Like um, one that jumps out at me is Shewing's theme where it's, you know, it's got this Chinese fiddle playing in the background. Mm. It's, you know, it's, it's beautiful really. And like you say, that could fit quite nicely in a Shemu game and makes you wonder actually who's, I mean, it probably says in the credits, but who's made this music for the anime soundtrack and are they available to work on? game music in the future if if needs be do you think well you'd, you'd presume they would be i mean I, I i'd have to go through the credits and everything and and and, di- and dig around I, I was doing some work um over the weekend on something around that and i think it is like one or two composers bar barring obviously the the main theme undead noid and and sympathy the closing track of course so mm-hmm. you, they could possibly. I mean, I, I don't see why not. I mean, I don't know what their remit is or what they do day to day in terms of commissions and things like that. But if there was the budget and they wanted to commission some new, new music, I mean, outside of the fan music by like Joe and George Kitchen, uh, Richard Cartledge and, and Rio X is some examples there. Um, I think the guys who did the anime music should be talked to and, and possibly commissioned to do some sort of Shenmue work for a Shenmue 4, Shenmue 5, Shenmue 0, Shenmue 365, you know, whatever it may be. <laughs> yeah, I agree, mate. And if you think about it, it's when we were getting Shenmue 3 off the ground or whatever, the music was obviously a factor of Shenmue 3, but we knew that we had this huge repository or, you know, Yusuzuki had a huge well i think he stated in an interview somewhere where you know they had 600 tracks or something it might have been that um osamu murata guy actually yeah. in the interviews that they worked on like 600 pieces of music or whatever and we 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 know like up until shemu 3 there was they'd only use like 40 percent of the complete piece of music that they had available so it makes you wonder actually if or you know even why they decided to create brand new songs for the anime if you know these pieces of music there is, is the licensing involved with some of the pieces of music used in the games or you know because shewing got a theme in in the game of course and they re- remade it not even a remake it's like a brand new piece of music that we you know just spoke about like a chinese fiddle i, I think it's cool that they've created a whole slew of new music because i wasn't actually expecting that i don't think when the anime was announced and we were waiting on the anime i, I wasn't music wasn't one of the things i was thinking of that they're going to completely redo every piece of music. I, I thought we'd be getting a lot more old pieces of music, or you know, like the the Shenmue theme, even like uh, a, a remake of pieces of music that we're all familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I I know sort of from what I interviewed Jason DeMarco, obviously, um, who's the executive vice president at Adult Swim, was heavily heavily influential in this project even existing and getting off the ground. And I know he said to me they wanted to commission a soundtrack for it to allow it to stand on its own two feet. And not only that, um, he didn't go into too much detail around this, um, but he said there was licensing issues around the original tracks. So they actually couldn't have got them all if they wanted to. If they did, there'd have been a lot of money involved. But I know Yu Suzuki wanted um, a certain number of tracks from the games put into the anime that he felt were important conveying a message i mean we do get the main shenmue theme in, in in the anime which let's be honest if that wasn't there i think we'd all be sort of kicking up a bit of a fuss wouldn't we it's, it's iconic mm. i know there's other tracks yep. there as well that are equally as as iconic or as powerful but that's the main one that i think we all associate with um and had that not been there as an example i think you know people might have been a bit bit confused by it but i get it i get why they commissioned their own soundtrack not just from a legality point of view 
but from a, we need to separate the anime off from the games and almost give it a fresh start almost. And mm-hmm. I think it does that very well. And like I say, it gives it a fresh start, but it doesn't stray too far away from the core element of Shenmue music and creating an atmosphere, setting a tone. And I think it does it, like I say, brilliantly, absolutely impressed. Yeah, it does a great job actually of capturing that Shenmue feel. And, you know, we've got all this new music to enjoy, and that's what we're going to start with today. So I'm going to kick us off with a beautiful piece of music from the Shemu the Anime soundtrack, and it's called Frustrating Memories. Welcome back. That was Frustrating Memories from the Shemmy the Animation OST, and we'll have a few more tracks from this release scattered throughout the show later. So whilst we're on the subject of the anime, Matt, some of the biggest recent news has materialised from your interview with Jason DeMarco you just spoke about. So just for the listeners who may not be aware, can you actually tell us who Jason is, what his role was with season one of the anime, and what his stance is on the future of the series. Absolutely. So Jason DeMarco is the Senior uh, Vice President at Adult Swim for anime content. I can't remember the other bit of it he had as well. But anyway, he's quite an influential man at Adult Swim. And he's also a massive, massive Shenmue fan. I mean, back Kickstarter, he's played all the games. He knows his stuff about Shenmue. So he was essentially presented with a bunch of Sega IP. I'm going to shorten this down as much as I can. Um, and Shenmue was among them. He actually tried to get Panzer Dragon Saga off as, a, as a, an anime first, but for whatever reason, that didn't happen. And he said, well, actually, Shenmue is, is another good one. Uh, lots of negotiation later. Um, we end up in uh, 2020 with the announcement. I think they got the green light in 2018. And yeah, I mean, he was heavily involved in, in getting the thing off the ground. We basically threw his toys out the pram to get it made <laughs> with, with some mm. of his colleagues um, who were a bit unsure about it. Fast forward to the end of it, um, it's performed really, really well. It's outperformed all of Adult Swim's original content through anime, which is absolutely ridiculous. It was getting you know, 200,000 viewers plus in, in America on Adult Swim. I don't know what the Crunchyroll statistics are because they've been bought by Sony and won't share those with Adult Swim, which I think is bloody ridiculous because surely if that's like hit, say, like a million viewers each week or something, you might want to make another one. 
But anyway, that's an issue in itself. Um, Jason DeMarco, who said <clears throat> categorically, if they weren't going under, under a merger at Adult Swim, who are owned by Warner Brothers, have been merged with Discovery at the moment. Um, he is convinced that season two would be greenlit right now. That's how well it did, right? And he categorically wants to do a season two. Whether it will happen or not, I don't know. But I think all the time that Jason is there, there is a chance of it happening. But the longer it goes on, the harder it might be. Add in the Warner Brothers Discovery merger with cuts going on because there's a big merger going on. They're streamlining their services. They're streamlining everything that they're doing at the moment and everything's been put on hold. So any conversations around Shenmue the Animation aren't happening at the moment because of this merger. So quite frankly, I wouldn't expect a green light on it for at least a year, if not longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but not to end it, I don't want to end it on a negative, but the positive out of it is the anime has done absolutely everything in its power in terms of being successful, being accessible, and getting people watching it, and the people, you know, the right people want to do it to get a season two. And within that, I'm going to a little spoiler here for everybody. Um, he also spoiled a little bit of how it'd be structured for a season two that Shenmue 3 would be about half of, of Season 2, and then we'd be into Shenmue 4, which is insane because apparently they've got a pathway to do it. Um, and a little bit scary because, like you, James, I want Shenmue 4 as a game. I'd love the anime to happen afterwards, um, but there is a real possibility that we could go past the, the game material, but we know the scripts are out there, we know the chapter tiles are out there. So there's enough out of that that I think they could do a cracking job with it. And I know people would be keen from the Shenmue 3 point of view to fill in some story gaps, which, yeah, I'm not going to go into that now. It's been discussed to death, hasn't it? True. But I think it could give some added weight to some elements of the Shenmue 3 story that we may have not got as well. So it's in a good place in in, in some regards. It's also in a bit of limbo. But what I've said in um, a recent video that I put out, and I'm going to say it again here, guys, is we need to be tweeting at Discovery, at Warner Brothers, Adult Swim, at Crunchyroll, hashtag Shenmue Anime 2. Every every fourth of the month, we need to be doing it and we need to be loud about it. And we don't want to sort of let this fade into the background. we got to keep pushing here because it is successful. The statistics are there. We can back it up. But if we let it drop and it just sits there and simmers away and dies off, then that's on us a little bit. Uh, I think we owe the anime a bit of a, a bit of a push here to get that second season alongside Shenmue 4, of course. Good points there, Matt. I mean, obviously there is potential cuts going on at Warner Discovery Merger. And how is Crunchyroll involved in that then? They were bought out by... Yeah, so Crunchyroll were bought out by Sony, um, I think around 2021. Someone can correct me. I don't know the exact dates of this. I'm doing this from sort of memory and what I've seen. Um, and now they're in direct competition with Adult Swim. So they've gone from being like a sister company to being sold off and now in direct competition. And I know that they've then since bought out another anime streaming service or whatever it is, or producing company very recently. So again, sort of the, the breadth of anime producers and streaming options out there has shrunk quite a lot. I think they're almost trying to, to sort of monopolize the market a little bit, which isn't good for creativity. I'll be honest, I don't think Crunchyroll get involved in season two. I mean, if they do, great, fantastic, bring it on. I'm all for it. But maybe I'm a bit, uh, showing a bit of naivety here, but I think and I want 
Jason and his team and the guys who did the anime for season one to, to do season two because I think they did such a stellar job with it. So do you think like they wouldn't get the chance to if Crunchyroll suddenly decided like, oh, that was successful, we want to do season two of the anime I think, on Crunchyroll? I think it would be unlikely that they would get Adult Swim involved to do it. See, that's strange, isn't it? Because who owns how much of what? Do you know what I mean? If Adult Swim produced the thing, Crunchyroll had it as an original on their streaming service, and now you're saying that they're in competition? Yeah, they, they are. They're in direct competition with each other now. Um, so I don't know who owns what in, in terms of rights, first refusals, or, or, or things like that. But if Crunchyroll walked in with a shed load of money more than Adult Swim offered to Sega, for example. I mean, from a yeah. business point of view, they're going to take Sega are going to take as much money as they can, aren't they, to license that IP out and get something out there. So yeah. why would Crunchyroll get involved when they can do a lot of it in-house? And they're technically a bigger company now than Adult Swim themselves. So they could do it potentially for cheaper in terms of economies of scale or anything like that. But I just don't know. I, Is there a possibility that Adult Swim could, like, push it to a different company's well possibly i mean it doesn't have to it doesn't have to go on Crunchyroll. i mean they 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 are a streaming service for anime but i think they're probably one of the bigger ones out there again i i I don't know this isn't my area of expertise at all so if anybody's listening to this and knows more than me by all means yeah comment on this and, and and tell me but they're as far as i'm aware one of the bigger ones out there netflix have their anime arm but Netflix cancel shows that uh, uh, you know a win. Yeah, they just do what they like. Netflix. I mean, they cancel hundreds of shows after one season. They've been moderately successful, <laughs> don't they? So very true. I, yeah. I, I just I don't know what what can happen there. And also, and uh, Netflix has such a breadth of things on there that they can pick and choose what they want. And they would have to see a benefit of, of an anime season two going over there. Without potentially season one, I don't. I, there's so many logistics involved here, and it's not just that really. It spreads across to Japan and yeah. these TV, TV companies that are broadcasting. You know, there's at least two that are known out there that have been showing the show, and I don't know if they're well. I, I, are they taking a little bit of the pie as well, kind of thing, in terms of? I mean, possibly. I, I mean, I don't know how it works when a TV station takes on a show. But do they, you know, do they pay a set fee for a show and then actually recoup a load of money in advertising and things like that? And then it pays for the show and they get their viewing figures or they get more money through advertising, other bits and pieces. Again, mm. I, I don't know. I, I'm no expert in this field at all. So I'm probably making this up. But that's how in my head I think it works. So mm. I would have thought they would have bought the rights to show it on their channel for a fee. Um, that fee would then have been split between the, the various partners who are involved that we know are Sega, Adult Swim, um, and Crunchyroll, and that whether there's some other partners involved, like the musicians and all the rest of it, I, I don't know. And then anything that they make through advertising and other avenues from the show go might go towards them as part of a contract, but I don't think they get like a piece of the of the main pie. I think they get like a side dish almost, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. and obviously we've had, the majority of the merchandise has come from Japan. The yeah, stamps, the soundtrack. So, I mean, it, it's it's kind of slightly worrying that Crunchyroll, Adult Swim, the two main companies involved with the anime, 
you know, or haven't produced the merchandise. It's like it's come well, from yeah, Japan. This is the thing. I mean, Sega hold the merchandise rights. That Jason DeMarco has said that openly. He said it on Twitter and he said it to me in the interview again as well, which is fine. That's part of the deal. And it is Sega's IP at the end of the day. What I fail to understand, and I think it's a ridiculous decision, and whoever's slept on this needs sacking, quite frankly. I, I don't care who hears <laughs> this. Uh, right. There's been awesome merchandise in, in Japan. Whoever's been responsible for designing, getting all that merchandise out, has done a stellar job. Why the hell has it not come come to the West? And why the hell have they not capitalized on this in the West with other items that, yeah, with, with a successful anime? I mean, it's done really well in America. I presume it's done fairly well elsewhere. So why not capitalize this on the West where actually Shenmue is more popular in the West? It makes no sense. And I know that 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 nobody at Sega or anybody has approached certainly a few companies who we know make Sega merchandise. Nobody's been approached for this as far as we're aware. Why? Mm. Like, what's the rationale there? What I don't understand it. It's free money. It is strange. And I was thinking when it was streaming on Crunchyroll, I know. I get emails from like Crunchyroll saying like, oh, there's all these new figures for different anime characters in this Crunchyroll shop. And I was kind of half expecting Shenmue characters to pop up on there at some point. We could buy figures. You know, it was kind of exciting thinking like, oh, you know, this Shenmue's an, an anime now on Crunchyroll and all these different animes have got figures. Attack on Titan's got figures. But you've got so many figures on there. There was pages and pages and pages, and I was thinking it's only a matter of time before perhaps Shemu characters pop up on there. Blu-ray DVDs, we haven't even heard about anything of that yet, no, which is we- another big crazy decision. Unless the only thing I can think rationale-wise is they're just waiting for it to finish the show runs across the world. I know it, I think it's still going in Japan is, on a TV yeah, station yeah. perhaps, so maybe you know that's a factor. Like They don't want to release something when it's still relevant if you know what I mean they want to wait until the show runs finished and then maybe I oh, mean okay it's unavailable to watch I don't, by the DVD yeah, kind of thing, I, don't I, I don't know it's weird like I don't they could have got that released in the west fairly quickly I know it's just finished again on adult swim so maybe they were looking at that as well and like you say waiting for everything to finish and then come together and do a blu-ray DVD it's a sad state of affairs in my mind when People are having to resort to buying sort of cheap knockoffs. Well, I say cheap knockoffs. They look all right, actually, mm. on eBay. But you see my point. Mm. You, you see where I'm going with this. It's absolutely flatly ridiculous that... Because they've already lost a little bit of the market, yeah. now, aren't they? Because yeah. people have settled for those, probably. You know, maybe us diehard fans are going to buy the official releases. But people that had, you know, like a semi-interest in Shenmue and like, oh, I, I, you know, there's this Malaysian bootleg on ebay for 15 quid you know i'll give it a go see what it's all about because they can't exactly you know, a subscription to Crunchyroll was how much was that like a nine quid or something seven, perhaps, or... yeah between seven or nine i can't remember exactly but you know, it was per month yeah. wasn't it so yeah but you've got these people that you know oh, just buy the dvd instead or something and yeah. then they've got no intention of buying an official release because they essentially already own it so they've missed the market in terms like that i know that's dodgy grounds legality wise but it's just it just shows the the lack of awareness i guess i mean good news in a sense is the soundtrack's literally just been released like last week yeah. so it's not like we've been waiting for like three years and you know the no, anime is completely no. dead in the water there's stuff still going on regarding the anime it's still like i say it's still being broadcast on a tv show in japan 
Um, like I say, we've only just had the anime soundtrack release, so it's not like there's no chance at all that a Blu-ray or a DVD is going to happen. It just feels like they've missed a little bit of the boat already. Yeah, that's exactly it. You've summed that up really well. They've missed the boat. I think if they released an out here, if they said tomorrow, right, Blu-ray release is coming out, I do think people would scramble and get it. Especially if they've got that bonus features or something. Yeah, limited edition bonus features, whatever, you know, that, that sort of stuff that would, you know, especially for the hardcore fans like ourselves, who would be like, right, get everything. Cause, cause, you know, we, we know what we're like, right? Of course we are. I, it baffles me. Like, I'm mm. not a businessman. I don't work in the games industry. I don't work for any of these companies at all. Um, so I'm just saying this from my own view. But you're mad. You're absolutely mad not to try and capitalise on on this. And you know Shenmue fans will buy things. We do. We we sell things out regularly. Um, when things are limited, we go even more mental for it. It just seems silly. It really does seem silly that there is the potential to not have a home release of this. It may happen. I'm not saying it won't. But at the moment, with the radio silence on it, it just it doesn't seem likely, does it? No. But I don't, I don't know. Fingers crossed. I mean... We can keep pushing like we are doing, like you mentioned, hashtag Shenmue Anime 2, along with the Let's Get Shenmue 4 hashtag. Um, hopefully, these kind of like issues that we're facing at the moment with the Warner Discovery merger and cuts and you know all that sort of disappointing news, I guess, in a sense, like it could have damaging effects on the future of the anime. But hopefully, we can be in the shadows lurking, pushing, and hopefully someone will notice that, okay, it was the best control original we've ever made people the viewing figures were really high people are still pining for a season two you know hopefully someone's able to make a bit of a decision there alongside jason demarco and the team i guess we'll see things to yeah. come in the future yeah it's not dead say, in the water just yet anyway no no it's definitely not dead in the water and i think all the time that jason demarco is in a position to adult swim like that i think there is always always a chance i just think we need to make a racket make as much noise about it as we can which we do anyway. Pretty much Shemu fans, we're always shouting, aren't we? So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right, Matt, so on that little bit of a downer, can you cheer us up with a piece of incredible anime soundtrack music? I can. Uh, I'm, As people may or may not know, I'm heavily into my guitar, metal, rock music, so it's quite appropriate. I'm going to uh, have the theme of joy played, um, heavily guitar-based music. It's got a great little riff to it, and I know it sums her up really well. And in comparison to her game theme, you can see it's like the 80s hair metally type stuff but both that tracks sound good but i think the anime track i know it's just stellar there's something about that i could sit there and just listen to it all day it's that guitar riff man it's great yeah they've definitely taken inspiration from joy's yeah game theme to yeah yeah <laughs>
Welcome back. That was Joy from Shemu the Animation OST. So next up, Matt, I want to jump into some Shemu 4 talk now. So around about a month ago, we had that interview, if you remember, between was it Game Rant and Yu Suzuki. Yeah. And yeah. okay, the main focus was Air Twister, of course, uh, mm-hmm. YSnet's latest release for Apple devices on Apple Arcade, which I also want to talk a little bit about in a moment. But within this particular interview, Yusuzuki's asked about some recent tweets and interactions from 110 Industries over on Twitter. So if you can cast your memory back to this, Matt, can you remember what the tweet was in this question? You know, what was so yes, yes, thinking I can. about this tweet? And if you remember, Yusuzuki said a little comment about it as well. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give a little bit of context to 110 Industries first for people who may not have heard about this. So back, I think it was March, April time, they responded, Yuzuki was on their TGS um, show reel, and someone asked about it in April, in May, in May, March or April on Instagram. I said, you know, Yuzuki, is he there? Make Shemu 4. And they said, oh, why do you think he's on our video? Cue mass fure of stuff everywhere. People go mad, rumors flying around. Then they did the Apple Banana tweet, went a bit quiet. They then released the actual whole interview, which actually was really, really good. Um, thoroughly enjoyed w- watching that, and I'd recommend that people do um, if they haven't already. Um, it's a bit about Yuzuki's career, creativity, and other bits and pieces like that. It then went fairly quiet and not a lot was going on. They said they had a big announcement coming in a few weeks. It's been a few months. I mean, I. You, Things change in the gaming industry. Um, it's just a fact. I mean, look at Knights of the Old Republic, which has now been delayed indefinitely, which sucks, but that's a different issue. And then we fast forward to this Game Rant interview. Um, and Game Rant clearly have a few people there who like Shenmue because they do pump out Shenmue content fairly regularly. And I've spoken to a few of the journalists over there here and there, and they're actually quite nice people. I get on quite well with them. Um, but what happened was there was a tweet. Um, and for people who may recognize the name 24 Nathan in our forums, he was the one who tweeted at them. I can't remember. I, I can remember the tweet and it's actually on our forums. I'll try and find the image for, for the video. But there was a um, photo of um, their president, CEO's uh, boots. And he's saying, <laughs> let's get to work. Not you know, quite a generic tweet or whatever. And Nathan tweets something along the lines of hashtag, something, something, hashtag, let's get Shenmue 4. Quite innocent, right? You'd think? Yep. Yep. 110 then tweet back, eventually. <laughs> and you're going, what? Eventually? Yeah. What the? What, what, what's going on here? They then deleted it. They then deleted it. Now, Shenmue fans are eagle-eyed. That is now on the internet for everybody to see on our forums. So <laughs> it's permanently there. But this was mentioned in the Game Rant interview, um, quite straightforward to the point and Yuzuki sort of commented saying well I don't really get why they're commenting on something that they may not be involved in and he seemed almost annoyed by it so I mean I don't know if anything is going on there but it does look like that if there was something going on Yuzuki may have got on the phone pretty quickly like what the bloody hell are you doing yeah well that's the thing I mean do you think he's perhaps calling the interviewer's bluff by saying like you know company shouldn't be talking about something that they're not involved in because it does seem like there must be some involvement, right? You, you've got Yu Suzuki's the forefront of that video from TGS yeah. 2021 or whatever, and um, obviously they've been teasing heavily. You've just mentioned there the Apple and Banana tweet. The We've got an announcement coming in a few weeks, and I think feel like the only reason that 
perhaps might have not happened, that announcement, was obviously because Air Twister was just being mm. prepped to launch and they perhaps didn't want to overshadow the launch of Air Twister. That could have been a factor. Um, but it just seems strange that something isn't happening between them both when, you know, it, it you don't see a company, perhaps one that's trying to make a good impression because they're a relatively new company, just willy-nilly tweeting random stuff about video. You know, it's only really been Shenmue that they've been teasing as far as I'm aware. It's not like they've been going, oh, we're yeah. going to make a Shadow of Memories 2 or, you know, <laughs> Jets at Radio 5. You know what I mean? It's not like they're, they're picking nostalgic games to tease. It's specifically one, and it's Shenmue. So it just feels like some something's got to be going on. Well, yeah. Or I mean, at least was. I don't know if it yeah, still is. Yeah, I mean, as I say, things can change in the games industry, and I've, I've said this quite publicly. I, I, I am convinced they are working with WiseNet and Yu Suzuki on something. Whether it's Shenmue related or not, I, I really do not know. And I'm, I'm putting this out there right now that James and I don't know anything more than anybody else out there. Um, Unfortunately. <laughs> I wish we bloody did, you know, because yeah, yeah. You know, we could do things like prepare for the site and if an announcement was coming, we could get ourselves together and ready. But unfortunately, we don't have that luxury. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I was trying to think of the word I can use for it. I think if nothing's going on and they're, they're tweeting Shenmue-related stuff and tweeting towards the hashtag, let's get Shenmue 4. Well, let's be honest, I know it's not as rampant as the previous hashtags we've had out there in the in the progression towards Shenmue 3. I understand that and I get why that's the case. But it is known as that we are campaigning for Shenmue 4 and we knew that's been known for, for yeah, a couple of years at this point. It's, not, it's, it's common knowledge, so... If there's nothing involved with Shenmue or Shenmue 4 or whatever, it's a little bit naive, I think, to maybe string the fan base on. Now, there might there might have been something going on there and the plug's been pulled. If that's the case, that's the case. You, I'd like to know about it and, and, and maybe people came clean, but the gaming industry, things happen all the time. I mean, I go back to Knights of the Old Republic. I also go back to the um, Adam Dory interview with Kitsuko. I'm convinced that that was happening and real. And then and plans changed and the plug got pulled. And, and nothing was ever spoken about it again, was it? A bit of a shame, really, when you think mm. about it. If they were prepping something for what that would have been the original Xbox sort of era, um, we could have continued the series then at that point on yeah. you know, the platform where it was last released. Whereas a bit now we're kind of like all over the shop, aren't we, in terms of originally on the Dreamcast, jumped to the Xbox. You know, now it's kind of like, a well, Shenmue 3 was an, an exclusive PlayStation PC, mm-hmm, so it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's jumped all around these different platforms and you've got one and two on Xbox and, you know, and those people can't continue. They've got to, you know, get the PC version or the PS4 version to play Shenmue 3, so it's all over the place. It would have been nice if, if, if we could go back in time and experience kind of the game as it was originally yeah, intended. I yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, and it's it's very odd. I mean, as I've said before, um, the fact that we have a Shenmue 4 rumour to discuss and talk about is, is is exciting, and it is the first big Shenmue 4 rumour. We've had little nibbles here or there. We had the Cedric interview, obviously, where they were pitching to publishers and things like that. Um, there was also mentioned on our forums a while back, and I haven't had this corroborated by anybody, but I believe the source to be pretty secure um yeah. that he pitched to cock media or, or play on now whatever they're <laughs> called um and they said no to a shenmue 4 so they're out of the picture as far as we're aware and and, and I, I i believe that to be true at this point so there's no smoke without fire is there 
No, and we've got a few things. I, I don't think someone's just willy-nilly teasing, you know, they've said eventually. I, there must be some involvement there. Whether or not it's eventually means Shemu 4 now or, you know, they're thinking about doing something else, I don't know, project-wise. But fingers crossed, I, I don't know. I mean, between this and, say, like the the anime in doubt because of the merger and stuff, what do you think actually appears more likely now, Matt? Do you think... Um, are you more hopeful of something Shemu in a game form being released on the cards or, you know, more so than a season two? Do you know what? If you'd have asked me a couple of weeks ago, I'd have said season two over, over Shemu yeah, before. Yeah. I really would I was, have done. I was thinking you were going to say that. <laughs> but then with all this Warner Brothers Discovery cuts and stuff, do you know what I think? And actually, Sun mentioned this in, in our staff chat, so I am going to quote him on this. I think it is more likely at this point that we are getting, that the Shemu 4 will come first. Now, that is my preferred option, so I'm quite yeah. pleased about that in a way. But this sort of limbo that we're in at the moment, I mean, we've been here before with Shenmue 3, and it went on for 15 fucking years. But True, true. Um, I don't think it will go on this long this time, and I don't think, I don't know, there's, there's too much going on here. This stuff feels like stuff's moving still, mm. you know, despite... We haven't got a clue, but you know, it just feels like things are still moving, still ticking along. Like I say, the soundtrack's fresh a week ago, so Shemu's not completely out of the picture. There's, there's things happening, so I always like to try and stay positive, optimistic. So, you know, it could it could be a blessing in disguise. To be fair, yeah. that mm. the sense that the current future of the anime is unknown, you know, we can focus on Shemu for now, and p- perhaps push the story to a point where if a season two does happen in the future, then you know they kind of don't have to come up with it on the spot. They can, they can mm. use what's happened in a Shemu Four game. You know that was designed for. I suppose Yu Suzuki would be behind the helm of both projects. Absolutely. In a sense, he wouldn't let the story just be written by anyone. No, you know, it's no, got no, to no. kind of follow a, a narrative. Like we we know from the past that Rio's story is mapped out or whatever. But all these little side things and elements and stuff like that kind of make Shemu what it is. Um, it would be nice if a, a fourth game is there. You know, maybe we've said this before, but perhaps the anime team that worked on it, uh, maybe they become quite attached to Shemu and they could work with Yu Suzuki still, even though if you know the anime is in doubt and we get them in the story for I'd love that designing Shemu Four. That would be amazing, wouldn't it? I'd love it. I'd really love it because I think one of the you know, one of the biggest criticisms of Shemu Three. I'm sounding like a broken record here. Is the story right? And I've and I've said and again I don't want to end on a negative point here, but I think Shenmue Four absolutely has to nail the story. It absolutely has to take the basis of Shenmue Three systems and things, which were fairly good. Obviously, some polish needed here or there. Don't get me wrong, but it has to hit the story hard. It really does. It has to move it on and it has to engage everybody in the fan base and, and appeal. Because if it doesn't, I I I worry greatly that we will be done with a fourth game, as in we won't get a conclusion because that will be the last shot. Now, if they do the conclusion in Shenmue 4, fine. I, I, I will take it, absolutely. I prefer a fifth game to get let the story breathe. But I, it does worry me that they don't go in hard enough on the story and we don't get the ending through games because no one's going to take a chance on it because it doesn't appeal to the wide range of people that hopefully it could do now. They are aware of the criticisms and, and all the rest of it, so I do have confidence, but I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried a little bit. Well, it's like any story, really. If there isn't a conclusion, you're kind of chomping at the bit to find out like we were with the end of Shenmue 2. So, you know, if they can nail the story in Shenmue 4 and get people that play it excited with the narrative again, to a point where Shenmue 5 has to happen 
It's not like people just fizzle out a little bit like it feels like they kind of have now at the Shemu 3. The story wasn't as strong, so people have fizzled away. You know, they're not as interested. But if they can nail the story like they did at the end of Shemu 2, where we have to know what happens next because it's that good, yeah. I think it just it means that a fifth game's on the cards instantly because there's no doubt in people that played the the fourth game's mind that they exactly. need to know what happens next. If that kind of makes sense. I know it always comes down to sales and stuff, so you can't just base something off a story because obviously then we would have had Shimmer 3 back in the day because we were all chomping at the bit for the continuation of the story then. But I mean, hopefully the story's good enough that people don't fizzle out like they kind of have, it feels like they have done with a Shimmer 3. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I think some people obviously weren't happy with Shimmer 3 and I do think it's an extreme reaction to abandon a series just because you don't like one element of what is essentially a 33 games at this point. I really, really do. Um, But I also think that a lot of these people, and I am speaking for them, so I do apologise, that if Shenmue 4 comes out and knocks it out of the park and, like you say, gets a lot of hype around it, reviews well, and the fan base is like, oh, my God, the story's amazing, this, this, and this is happening, or, or whatever, and it's like, oh, my God, we need Shenmue 5. I think they'll come back. Hands down, I think they'll come back. Yeah, hundred percent. And even even if there was a little blip in their minds that the story took a bit of a, dip, a blip, yeah, it can be salvaged. You know, it's not exactly. Dead, you know, again, it's not dead in the water to, no, to no. use that saying again <laughs> two times in a row. But you know what I mean. It's um, well, I'm always hopeful with these things. I think they can pull it out of the park with the fourth game. I think they've got the the basis to work off of, and um, depending on how it goes. If this is one ten industries sort of incorporating a massive AAA budget, who oh, knows? You know that would be sick, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? So we'll have to see what happens. Again, it feels like I've come into this show thinking like we've got quite a lot of news updates on Shenmue. Let's get back up to speed. But in a sense, we kind of know where any further along than we were, you know, <laughs> a year ago. It's it's odd. It's an mm. it's odd because it's not categorically dead in the water. Let's go back to you know two thousand four five onwards. Dead, nothing. Kitsuko yeah. aside, bugger all. And then we had this massive upheaval with Shenmue three and the anime and things. There's still waves of things here. There's still anime merch. There's still Shenmue merch. There's still bits and pieces going on. I'm sure we don't bloody know about, but. It doesn't feel dead anymore. I mean, back in the day, we were getting no merch, no anime, nothing. Now we're getting merchandise fairly regularly. Shenmue's in, in people's minds a bit more. The anime's done mm-hmm. really, really well. So mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't strike me as dead in the water, the franchise at all. I think it's in a much stronger position overall, despite the, the things that we've just discussed. I just think we need somebody to take a chance and finish it. Now, we have been lucky with Cedric, obviously, with Shenmue 3, Jason with the... With the anime, I mean, you've also got people like Josh at Limited Run Games, who's a massive Shenmue fan, who was quite, you know, quite integral in us getting that soundtrack pack, if you remember, from, from Shenmue 3. There's people in high places that, that want this finished. So I yeah. think, again, it comes back to us making a lot of noise. It really, really does. And and getting people involved and new people coming into the community and getting that noise out there for, for Shenmue 4, which I, I do believe will happen. I really do. I do think it will happen. I don't think it's a Shenmue 3 situation where I think some of us made our peace mm-hmm. and thought it probably won't ever happen. I think here Shenmue 4 is likely to happen. Um, but as as and when, I, I, I don't know. Um, but I have faith. I have more faith 
than I had with Shenmue 3 in those dark days. I'll put it put it honestly with you. <laughs> Quite no, I honest. agree, man. I do, I do agree. And I think as long as there is a little bit of hope out there, we'll be pumping out content. Keeping oh, we the won't push stop. Driving. No, we're not, we're not. No plans to go anywhere. So as long as there's a glimmer of hope, hopefully it eventually lead to Shenmue 4 or Season 2. <laughs> so I think it's time we had another musical break, Matt. So my next pick is Shenmue's theme from Shenmue the Animation. Again, we're sticking to the Shenmue the anime soundtracks just recently been released. So here is Shenmue's theme. Welcome back. That was Shenfoy's theme from Shemu the Animations OST. Now, Matt, I did want to touch upon Air Twister a little bit. So yeah. I've been battering it as much as I can over the last month or so. Anyone's familiar with the game, there's like a huge adventure map where you spend stars to unlock costumes, music, um, extra game modes, health, weapons, etc. I'm actually on the very last island with... Um, Bloody hell. Yeah. I've got about five or six items left to purchase. I've honestly, I've been absolutely loving the game. I've, I've played it the majority on um, my iPhone 13X Pro Max bollocks, whatever it's called, <laughs> and the touchscreen controls. I just think work perfectly. I've, I've, apart from that first day where I used the controller, I've just been using touchscreen, and I've got a knack to it now. Basically, I've, I know what I'm doing. I've completed it quite a few times now, actually, the full game, which is cool. 
it seems that to unlock absolutely every, everything, because there, there is like an island that's covered in clouds on this map for some reason. So I don't know what's on that map yet. Hopefully I can tell the listeners soon. I was trying to get it into there before we recorded this so I could like let people know what's behind that cloud because <laughs> that's one of the <laughs> things that I'm, I'm most interested in finding out. But unfortunately, it's it does take quite a lot of time. I mean, it's, it's good in a the sense. There's a lot of replayability in there and I'm, I'm still enjoying it. It's not like I'm like fed up and like, oh, I wish I could just unlock it now. I'm still enjoying the game. So um, that's a positive as well. But Matt, I was going to ask you, if you know, since the update, did you ever find out, can you save yet on your Apple TV device? Has, has that been fixed? I honestly don't know. I haven't had a chance to sit down and play it again since um, they fixed the controller bug. That's definitely yep. sorted, which is fantastic. Um, so um, I will update people when I when I know and have a chance to sit down and, and, and play it a bit more. I mean, don't get me wrong. The game is, is, is good fun. I really enjoyed it, actually, despite some of the issues I had on stream at the time and obviously since. Um, it is a good game. It's good fun. It is a throwback to the old arcade games. It's basically Space Harrier. Let's not beat around the bush about it here. But I don't mind that. I'm quite happy with it. And it came out of left field a little bit, didn't it? I mean, I know we had WiseNet had expanded and all the rest. We didn't know what they were doing. And then in June, um, they announced Air Twister out of left yeah, field. Just randomly. <laughs> and then, bam, it comes out on the 24th of June. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stream it, obviously. Um and it's been quite well received, actually, across um, a few you know, platforms. Eurogame gave it three out of five, so it's not too bad. It's 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 around a four on the App Store on Apple, so it's it's reviewed quite well. And actually, I think it's a good, solid game. It is out there. Like, let's not beat around the bush about it. You're flying on a swan. There's flying elephants and God knows what else going on in the game. Mm-hmm. But I admire that. I admire the balls to go. Do you know what? I'm going to make something completely bonkers and fun because i and and i'm sure you did james grew up with games like that and for me i just sat there and saw it i thought you've gone absolutely mad but you know what i'm all in yeah agree man it is a bit crazy i think i think that's kind of the beauty of the game though it's that kind of classic era where say well it feels like a sega game to be honest where it doesn't matter what i mean space area is a bit crazy flying flying through space and you know Bully mammoths and stuff like that. Like I say, it just feels like they've really, like I'm surprised how good it plays. To be honest, I, I, it's got the gameplay elements of Space Harrier. Like I say, it's combined a little bit with Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, and I think it stands up alongside them. To be honest, I mean, I, I've been playing it a lot more, so I've, I've got things I can say about the game itself. Some of the later bosses are really tough, but with me playing it so much, I've I've developed like techniques and patterns for being able to, to take on these bosses and complete the stages relatively easy now, which is, is good. You know, I can get to a, a fair certain part of the game before I start taking any damage even, which is cool. I've got um, one of my suggested weapons for people. If they are interested in playing the game, they want some extra advice or whatever, is try and get the, the Starburst weapon because it still allows you to tap shoot. You can hold on the screen to target the, the enemies like you can with the original weapon but it's also got this insane special where if you just hold your finger down for like three seconds i think it is and it charges up the gun and it just one hits everything on the screen which is insane really so you know knowing the timings when to get three second hold in obviously enemies are coming at you constantly in, in some places so i keep switching between this burst where i destroy everything and like 
manually targeting and because if you if you clear a pack of enemies you get a star so that's the main thing you want to kind of collect the stars alongside completing the the stages but the stars are the most important because that's how you unlock extra hearts and and whatnot for the future but like i say this weapon is it pretty much insane there's a boss that's like a clock and i think it's stage five might if you remember but it's like um yes spawns loads of these like little tiny pocket watches oh, kind of yeah. on the screen and they're a bit annoying normally because they're constantly shooting at you but i've got it down to a t where i press and hold the screen for three seconds whilst moving in a circle and then bring obviously the swan <laughs> the swan or whatever to the the middle of the screen and release and two hits and it clears the whole screen so you do that three times and i can literally clear that boss in 20 to 30 seconds um, so that is probably my preferred weapon out of the, the weapons I've tried. They, they've all kind of got similar sort of things going on. There's like a weapon where if you hold it and charge it up, it like disperses different missiles everywhere. But I just find like this burst one is the best weapon you can get, in my opinion. Um, other things I've learned are, um, so obviously you've got your, your daily tasks, your weekly tasks, and it's your weekly tasks actually that you unlock fluffy stages. So originally, when I saw this, we were trying to work out what the fluffy mode was, weren't we, Matt? But, <laughs> yeah, we were. But I just assumed that if you clear a week's worth of these these weekly tasks, you just unlock the mode. But actually, you have to keep clearing your weekly tasks to unlock stages. So I think there's like twelve stages or something for the fluffy mode. So that means you've kind of got to keep playing weekly for twelve weeks on and off. You don't have to do it solidly. Um, but again, just shows you that there's some serious longevity to the game. And the fluffy stages are actually good for earning good chunks of stars. You earn an extra 200 stars per fluffy stage. And if you completely collect all of the stars on the stage, like at the 200 to, out of 200, when you go back on the stage again, the count resets, so you can collect another 200. So it's pretty good for generating stars if you want to try and clear out some of the, the adventure map fairly quickly. But the only limiting factor to that is that you need fluffy tickets to start a stage but you actually get three of those tickets per day by doing your daily tasks so you know there's three opportunities there um to to get 200 stars so all in all really enjoying the game um just a couple of tips there because <laughs> just because i've been playing it a lot <laughs> if uh, you haven't played it yet i'd recommend it if you've got an apple device uh, you've got no excuse really and Next thing I wanted to talk about, Matt, is that it's actually getting its own soundtrack, right? There's a, an official release coming, which yes. is pretty exciting as well. Uh, CDs are available to pre-order. Uh, we'll put all the links to not only the, the Air Twister CD in the show notes, I'll also find the links or whatever for the, the animation soundtrack as well. Um, can you remember when that was coming out, Matt? Was that October, was Ooh. it? I feel like. I think I'll have a look. Let me do a quick Google, because you know what? I... I want to get this right, I, I'd be guessing. Mm -hmm. So the official release date on playasia.com is August the 10th. So actually tomorrow, by the time we no record it, okay. we're recording on the 9th. So it's out apparently on the 10th. So there so you go. So soundtracks are out now, guys. <laughs> I'll put the links below if you're interested. I mean, the music is exceptional, to be honest. You've got Valencia, the... I think he's Dutch, actually. I think I was saying something else before, but I think he's a, a Dutch composer, actually. And obviously, if you're into Queen or that kind of style of music, he's he's basically creating Queen-esque sounding songs. And the like I say, the soundtrack's phenomenal. It just works so well in the game. So check out the soundtrack. I'm assuming that'll be 
available to stream tomorrow as well then matt i presume so but i'll keep an eye out and if it is then we can we can obviously chuck that on our social media can't mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. definitely definitely so matt now gauging the success of air twister we, we don't know for sure but as an apple arcade exclusive according to the global leaderboards in the game i checked currently as of recording there's 22,404 players so i don't know do we know if these are good numbers for an apple arcade game not a clue but i know <laughs> they seemed quite impressed with it on day one i think fourteen thousand players picked it up on day one mm. and played it which by re it was in the game rant interview of course this came out of course um which i think they seem quite impressed with um so that's a good start and if there's twenty two thousand players out there and there's you know, a good bunch of people replaying it and replaying it and that engagement's there then I think it's obviously done quite well. Um, as I say, the game's very solid. Personally, I mean, I, I, it's Apple Arcade exclusive. How long's that for? We don't know. I want it on PC. I want it on consoles because that would be a good little sort of ten, fifteen pound title. You chuck on your PlayStation, chuck on your PC or whatever, and you can just rinse it and rinse it and rinse it and keep going and keep going and keep going. I think they could make a good little bit of money out of that. I, I don't if if there is an exclusivity period, it ends in a year, two years, whatever it may be. Uh, I hope they can get it to console and PC because I think it'd do mm. all right. Yeah, no, you said that. That'd be really cool. And if they could get it on, say, a Game Pass or PS Plus as well, just get it out yeah. there to yeah, as many yeah. people as possible. If um, numbers generate an income on that platform, I'm not sure. But I, I could see a lot of people picking it up, especially, you know, you've got your limited run games, I'm sure, would do a physical yeah. release as well. Uh, Josh, being a massive Yusuzuki fan or whatever, I'm pretty sure they'd at least attempt to try and do a, a physical release of that game yeah you'd hope you'd hope so and i'm all in for that i'd happily buy a collector's edition of it i am going to buy the soundtrack when i can mm, get yeah. pre-order through yeah me too so was it apple that actually approached you suzuki right i think that was in that game rant interview as well yeah they, they mentioned he, they approached him to make the game so obviously we don't know what the deal was but we you'd assume apple have provided an, a nice tidy sum of money to be able to get the team to work on a game to release it on their platform. Yeah, you, I mean, I th- they, they probably, I mean, with these sorts of models, I think it's a case of a load of money comes in up front. So you make the game and then there's obviously a bit on the top and then there might be extra fees mm. or bonuses for engagement, if you like. So they've given WiseNet a wadge of money. They've made they've made Air Twister. It's on Apple Arcade. So they've—I don't know how long they've been working on this game for, but yeah, it's kept them in business. It's kept them busy. It's kept the team together, hopefully, or some of them at least. Yeah. It's another Unreal game, so they've had more experience with Unreal, which is fantastic. That's true. So it, it all sort of bodes well, doesn't it? And I'm all for WiseNet working on little projects like this on top of potentially a Shenmue game or, or whatever it needs to be. Because I mean, like I said, they expanded their staff, so. Why can't they have a small you know, pre-production team doing some Shenmue stuff and then a team working on Air Twister or, or another game? You know, it can work that way. And then when they need to scale up for a Shenmue 4, they can, can potentially do so. Yeah, that is kind of what I was going to lead into there, Matt. Like the accumulation of all these projects, these games, um, whatever happens with Air Twister, however much money they made from that, and whatever. Hopefully that is a positive moving forward that all these can eventually lead to a potential Shemu 4 is what I'm sure Fingers all of our crossed. listeners want to hear. Um, so based on everything, this is like closing point now, Matt, but based on everything we've talked about today, I know the anime's in doubt. Shemu 4, we're not sure about. 
and Airtwist is quite a positive, actually. So yeah. based on everything that we know, discussed today, Matt, does the future look bright for WiseNet, do you think? I I think for WiseNet, yes, I, I really do. Let's, let's pull this back to pre-Shenmue 3. Mm-hmm. He was working on mobile games, and most of them got shut down, didn't they, at the end of the day, right? Shenmue 3, despite its criticisms, again, broken record here, um, got WiseNet off the ground. It showed, despite what people think about the game or whatever, they could manage a large-scale project and get it out and get it released to, to market, right? It's given the team experience with Unreal, and it's got a, a base team there working. So that has already shown WiseNet in a good light that they can manage a project, whatever you think of the final product. So they've got that. Air Twister looks to be fairly well received, right? Um, I don't know what's happened at WiseNet since Air Twister, but considering they've expanded staff, obviously in the last 18 months, they've got another floor they can work on. I would anticipate that there's something else there, or they've been working on other projects in the background while, like I say, like in a, a small team working on the next project, getting it ready, and then Air Twister comes out, and then they shift focus to that next project, and then a small team are working on potentially the project after that, mm. if that, if that makes well, sense. supposed to be working on a driving game or something, or he, want, he wanted to, I think, was it in he the... Wants, he wants to, in, in that New Year's stuff, wasn't it? He mentioned something about a driving game, so hopefully, you know, like you say, they've, they've split the team into different, working on different projects like that perhaps that would be the ideal and all the time WiseNet exists and all the time that Yuzuki is making games Shenmue 4 5 whatever there's always a chance there's always always a chance I mean if any if history's taught us anything it's never to give up mm-hmm. and we're in a better position than we were pre Shenmue 3 so I think we'd be mad to give up I think there's there's more out there for us than Shenmue yes I know it's a bit of a mixed bag in what we've talked about um, and we've been quite open and honest in our in our points of view on this. And I'd rather tell it as it is than than give people false hope or false expectation. But my my view is that Wisner are in a very good place. Shenmue, despite the uncertainty around the anime and potentially Shenmue Four, as a franchise, is in a far better place than it was. And we just keep pushing. And all, all the time, Yuzuki's working. Um, we won't stop pushing. It's as simple as that. So, just a fun question, Matt. Go on. <laughs> What is your prediction for what's going to come next? Do you think we're going to get something other than Shenmue? A Shenmue 4 announcement? Another Shenmue project, perhaps? Or a season 2 of the anime? Or possibly all all four? (laughs) Right, I'm going to be honest with people. I don't think we'll get a Shenmue 4 announcement this year. Okay. Uh, Straight up, I don't think we'll get one this year, personally. I think they will. There'll be another project potentially at WiseNet mm-hmm. again, and then I think after that might be Shenmue Four. So I think it'd be twenty twenty three before we got a Shenmue Four announcement. I can't see an anime season two being greenlit until twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four at the earliest, and we know it takes two to three years to make an anime. So we could be three to four years off from today of a season two for the anime. Yep. Um, and actually, out of all the things out there at the moment, I think the, the season two is the least likely at this point. You wouldn't have heard me saying that a few weeks ago. Interesting stuff, yeah. yeah. I, I To be fair, I just said the same, especially, you know, only because of that merger thing that's happened and if they are losing billions or whatever you said, of millions and having to make cuts and stuff. 
Shenmue just seems like something that probably isn't even going to get spoken about, right? <laughs> it's not like not, it's... I mean, um, there's 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 other franchises that have been cut that are, in theory, bigger yeah, than Shenmue. Yeah. But this is a point, actually, I forgot to make, and I'm going to make it now because okay. as we're talking about it, is actually Jason talked about existing IP being marketable these days because companies don't like to take massive risks, right? Shenmue is an existing IP, ticks that box. The anime was successful, ticks that box. So actually, they could argue that case as well for it. It's it, they can they. It's in a good position to what be argued for. Put it that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just a random side point that came into my head. No, no, happy to hear it. Um, right, Matt. So I don't know. Do you think there's anything I've missed there? News, merchandise wise, did we cover it all? Do you think up to I mean, date? We all up to date. Other merchandise, obviously, there's the pin bag, the pin badges, the stamp set, and the face cloth, which was Japan only. That you also had the sold um, out now as well, right? Yeah, they're all gone. Uh, rare item that now. Um, yep. They'll probably end up on eBay for thousands of pounds. <laughs> uh, um, there was obviously the postcards through the Dubuita um, yep. anime events, which were really cool. We're giving away um, some of them, actually. Yeah, we'll be giving away loads. Month we, by month, you, keep an eye you've out. You've commandeered a shed load of them to give away, mm. which is, is awesome. Actually, they speaking of giveaways, Matt, we've got quite a few to, to come up. So at the moment, we're doing that Rio Hazuki statue thing. By the time you hear this, yes, that'll be finished. Are. So yeah, um, But that was a big one. That was um, courtesy of Darren, actually, who's uh, running the, the Sega Shop Europe. And I yeah. guess none still accounts, right? But he's an awesome awesome guy does, does he want yes, to be known i don't know thinking about it Did I, he... I, I don't i have no idea but sega shop have been brilliant yeah didn't even bat an eyelid they just said yeah what are you gonna do we told them and they said all right game on we'll we'll, we'll give you a bit of a push and mm-hmm. that, that was it so fair play to sega shop for that um giveaways obviously you know, we give away postcards etc on stream we will um Potentially, you've got some giveaways lined up. Got a for... massive one for the next month, mate. I've got for, for, for the next uh, one. Yeah, just talking about the the post uh, the stamps that have sold out. We're going to have a good giveaway. I'll say this now, actually, just people that have stuck around and listened to the end of, end of the show. Almost actually, I've got a little quiz for you in a second, Matt. But um, ah. <laughs> sticking around, a bit of a heads up. So fourth of September, um, I'm going to do a giveaway of. Stamp set with the hand towel, stamp set with the pins, and I can make some sort of a, a postcard guidebook thing there. And the the stamps are actually courtesy of Mizogami Sam. If um, you recognise him from Twitter, Mizogami is the guy that's been translating all of the Shemu World updates to Japanese for the Japanese fans. Uh, he just randomly just decided to send me the stamp sets as a bit of a thank you he's a really really nice guy really kind guy i sent him the magazines as well and a box of chocolate so <laughs> this is kind of his thanks I, I guess but it means that because we've already got the map because we we buy anything shemmy wise anyway so we can actually give these sets away um so yeah check out september the 4th giveaway um for some cool prizes and these are sold out so they're actually going to be really sought after so you kind of want to make sure you uh, enter this giveaway if you haven't picked the stamp set stamp set yet oh and i'll probably be, be giving away some sort of shemu world magazines as well at some point we can um now that shemu world's done and dusted which i don't want to yeah. talk about too much actually because i'm always conscious <laughs> about doing everyone's not in talking about it but anyone that did back the second issue of the magazine just want to extend my thanks again 
Really hope that you've enjoyed it. Now let's reach your doors. And if you can take some photos of it for me, um, I wanted to try and create like a little collage like I did in issue two from the people that showed off their issue ones. So I'd like to do that as a nice little thing each issue. Um, right, Matt, are you ready for a little bit of a quiz before we end the show? I'm not, but go for it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it should be quite simple. It's just a little quote quiz. So I've got 10 quotes from across all three games. Uh, oh let's see how you get on, Matt. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to start the quote. I'm going to try and do it in my best character impression. Okay. And if you can finish the quote for me, basically. So Shemi one first, we're going to start with. So <clears throat> first quote. Do you remember? Zhao Zhuming. Okay, yeah, that was a pretty poor, actually. Um, I'm ne never going to be a voice actor. Um, <laughs> but character-wise, who was that? Who said that, Matt? That was Landy. Landy, so you got the first one correct there. Quote two. My mind is made up. That is Ryo Hazuki in the dojo talking to Fukusan. What, how can you finish the quote? My mind is made up. I must go. Yes. Nice one. Third quote, Matt. It's my lucky day. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, that is Terry at the <laughs> docks. Uh, yeah. Just he's about to off Rian Guizang. He said, I'll get you and uh, Chen's son. Something like that. Ooh. The, the actual quote is, I'll say it, the whole thing. It's yeah. my lucky day. I'll get rid of both of you at one time. That's it. Yeah. Um, Point-wise, I, I don't know if we're keeping score. It's just a little bit of fun anyway. Bit of fun, yeah. So, Shemu 2, moving into uh, your first quote for Shemu 2 is... Okay, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do the voice for this. You must not succumb. Ah, uh, it's Jewing. You must not succumb to the evil path. Yeah, I was trying to put that drone E. Weasel Wilson voice up for that. <laughs> Dead, deadpan. Deadpan. Yeah, a little bit on shoeing. She's a better joy and uh, um who else does she do actually? Yuan. Yeah. Yeah. Um second quote, Matt. Jujitsu. Ah, that is Jianmin at, at Lotus Park. He says never heard of it. <laughs> yes, spot on. That was a trickyish one, I thought, maybe. Uh, third quote, Matt, from one. Next we'll carry. This one. Nice <laughs> <laughs> one. Dealing, yeah. Good job, good job. Okay, moving into the Shenmue 3 quotes now. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay. If you're chopping. I'm paying. Yes. Miss, nice uh, miss, Mr. Tao at the Tao Get store. Spot on. Quote two. That's where we found the. Oh. Shit. That's where we found the. I'll give you a little bit of a clue. It's a mistranslation. Oh, that's um, the scroll. Yeah. That's where we found the scroll on the boat. Rio, yeah, right at the end of the game. Um, oh, this is a tough one. Quote three. My dear, I believe you hold. Ah, it's it's a map. It's LDR. LDR. It is a map. Can you complete the whole thing? 
a map to the treasure. Spot on, Matt. Well done. Um, I've got a bonus round now. So I've got one per, per game. These are like really yeah. difficult extreme mode. There we go. <laughs> okay. When the cherry blossoms fall. Ah, that's Shen Far uh, in Rie's dream. Mm -hmm. um... Oh, is it the dragon will emerge? Oh, you're not far off, man. And that's a difficult one because that only happens just before the bad ending, like on the yeah. road to the bad ending. It's the dragon shall descend on you. Hurry. Oh, oh close, close. Mm, not far off. Uh, bonus round two. Show me two. I've earned the right to serve Master Landy and... And all of Hong Kong will be mine, don't you? Ooh, it's this whole city will belong to me, Ooh. but yeah, you're the right bullfuck there. <laughs> Not far off. And last one, Matt. Actually quite an easy one. Um, just depends, actually, because when I was thinking of this quote, I didn't say it like this, so um, be interesting to see if you get it. You better not run, Landy. I will avenge my father. Nice. On, on the yep. wall. Spot on. Good job, Matt. I think you only got the Terry one wrong, actually. Yeah, that's not too bad. I was quite impressed with that. Yeah, and you're in the ballpark with the Terry one, to be honest. Finish you both off. I... Well, you said Chen's something, but yeah. Yeah. Off. Very good, very good, very good. At least I don't know who said them. <laughs> <laughs> and you got all them, yeah, who said them as well. But yeah, quite wise, you got them spot on, pretty much. So let's close out this catch-up show. Hopefully we've done a decent job there, getting you back up to speed with where we're at regarding the animation before WiseNet featured the series. We're going to close with another piece of Shimmer the Animation music. Matt, what's your final pick? Yeah, now this is probably my favourite piece of the whole lot, actually. It is uh, Shenmue the Animation theme. It's the main theme, and it's actually a reimagining of the the original Shenmue theme uh, for the anime. Uh, it, it is spot on. Actually, this this could easily be in the game, or yeah, just just listen to it. It's class. Great stuff. So go out, support the soundtrack, guys. Buy it physically, digitally, stream it, enjoy all this new Shenmue music, and let's push for Shenmue Four Season Two of the anime. And uh, tag everyone in, right, Matt? <laughs> yeah, tag everybody. Everybody, ignore, uh, annoy them. They can't ignore us. Exactly. Right, take care, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show. See you later, guys. Take care.
Ah, oh, look at the time. 